0: I know that all of you probably don't come to this show for political stuff, and we don't want to be a political show. Frankly, I've really relished the opportunity to escape some this last week with some stuff that's made me happy, and that's been podcasts and movies and books and all sorts of stuff. So I don't want to sit here and get soapboxy, and I don't think... Andrew wants to do that either, but we were pretty upset about what happened uh, last Tuesday, and I think there's a lot of people feeling that way right now. A lot of people kind of scared and wondering what the future is going to hold and and what shape things are going to take for lots of group of lots of groups of people who have had lots of really nasty things said about them in this last election, and so we were planning on having this fun intro to this show where we were going to joke about Black Friday deals. And you buying our two live shows to help us, you know, pay for some of the costs associated with this uh, podcasting hobby because there's there's a bunch of them. But instead, uh, Andrew and I talked, and we want to try to spread a little good with them. So we've decided to pick pretty obvious themes with the movies we picked uh, with the movies we did our live shows on. Dirty Dancing has a major abortion subplot, so. Uh, anybody who donates any amount of money to an organization like Planned Parenthood of America that uh, is for women's rights issues we will give you that live show and anybody who donates to LGBTQ plus causes like the Mazoni Center they are a really
1: wonderful organization i've used them before um a lot of my friends use the Mazoni Center um They offer free walk-in STD testing, free walk-in HIV testing. They will then counsel you on the best course of action to take should you get some sort of uh, derogatory result from that. Um, They're really great staff. They're really wonderful people. They volunteer their time to make the world a safer and better place for the LGBTQ plus community in Philadelphia and in regions beyond if they can. They are wonderful people, and they deserve all the help that they can get.
0: Uh, and it doesn't have to be either of those organizations. If you donate to any organization involved, Trevor in Project LGBT... is a really great one. That's sort of a more national effort uh,
1: of in terms of LGBTQ plus rights.
0: Yeah, um, and you know, please don't feel restricted by the organizations that we mentioned. Uh, we're ha- we're happy to see people doing whatever they can to be helpful, wherever they can be helpful. And if that's money, great. And if you can't spare a few bucks, but you can donate a little time and you want to show us that you did that, we'll give it to you too. Uh, if you donate 25 bucks or more, we'll give you both episodes. Uh, if you donate to Mazzoni center or a charity like that, we're going to give you top gun because I'm going to steal his joke. It's like the gayest movie ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's a direct quote from Andrew uh, in our show. And, and truth be told guys, I'm, really fucking proud of those two live shows. I couldn't be happier with how those went. We had really fun crowds at both of them. People were really into it. We had some strangers, some friends, and it was a blast. And I look forward to getting to do them again. Uh, we were going to sell them for a few bucks, try to recoup some costs, but instead uh, we want you to give that money to somebody who needs it more than we do. So if you can do that, we would appreciate it. And uh, I'm sorry for taking a couple minutes here to talk about this before we get to the funny, but I promise there is no more political stuff through the rest of this episode so thank you so much for taking the time and uh enjoy the show the victim of a
1: seemingly innocent game mazes and monsters now mazes and monsters is a fantasy role-playing game in which the players create an imaginary character these characters are then plunged into a fantasy world of invented terrors the point of the game is to amass a fortune without being killed it's kind of a psychodrama you might say where these people deal with problems in their lives by acting them out. But in this case, there might be a loss of distinction between reality and fantasy and possibly the loss of life in the process.
0: Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers. And with me, as always, is a man who doesn't have much experience with a 20-sided die, but damned is going to use his charisma check to try to bluff his way through it. It's the Macho man, Drew.
1: Andrew Leno, and yet not the die, but I'm super familiar with tabletop games.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: love me some tabletop.
0: I tried D and D for the first time about a month ago. Loved the hell out of it. It's super duper fun. I would have been. I think super I would if I was if I had found it when I was younger. I, I would have been like obsessed. You were, you were obsessed with magic for a time, so for probably. like five minutes. But like D and D was always felt like ner- like that was. I had weird fa- the too far. Well, yeah, but I had like weird faces.
1: That was that was the heroine of. Of gaming,
0: <laughs> I just had like a weird phase in my life. Like for a while there, I was like, I don't care what anybody thinks about me. And then suddenly, I guess this is for most people. And then I was like, I care exactly what everybody thinks about me. And then I got old enough to be like, No, wait, don't care. Why do I? Why would I possibly care about that? So that mm-hmm. that plus uh, to steal a joke. Once LARPing got in the game, like all other nerdy activities shifted one towards the center. So D and D went from a yeah. ten to a nine. And then it was acceptable. Not well, to and judge, being nerdy LARPers, is sort of. Have fun. Find your truth. Bless My you. My best
1: friend LARPs, she did, in college went to do a story on LARPing and then never stopped going.
0: <laughs> that happened to and me I with was the like, hockey people that I play with, so that's pretty cool.
1: I was like, Charlotte, you're basically that reporter guy who did heroin because he was doing a story <laughs> on heroin, and then he overdosed. <laughs> and, and she was like, uh, I'm not going to die, but yes, now you just, I guess. Now
0: you just blew up her spot to the, all the dissectomaniacs out there. They all know her name. Uh, I did. <laughs> Uh, We're talking, making jokes about D&D and other games because we watched the D&D Satanic Panic made for television movie that's also the first starring vehicle for Tom Hanks, who we celebrate this week, every year on this podcast, with T. Hanksgiving, Mazes and Monsters. So you know what that means. We gotta go back, Marty. We gotta go dissect the 80s. Roll for Charisma.
1: Critical failure. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking
0: about the 88. Oh, yeah. Great Scott. Queen of the crop.
1: Oh, 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 yeah.
0: Mega power Yeah. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. So I guess we'll start with what is your cultural recognition of D D, like how how much i'm sure you've seen other stuff that had D in it but like how much do you think you know about it because i know you're not playing played it you have played DD i have played before. oh i didn't uh, know that my ex and i
1: yeah it, it was it was a random thing my ex and i uh went over to our friend's place and they were like oh we didn't know you were coming andrew uh ryan your character is now a two-headed character and you're gonna play together huh. and they like stuck a, another lego head under the guy
0: <laughs> oh they had little figures and I, yeah, they had little okay. figures and
1: everything, and like a like a like a terrain. We had like walk around. We could like move our pieces. Oh, around. Oh, really?
0: Okay.
1: And I just was so befuddled because I was like, okay, like well, what do we like? What do we do? And they're like, whatever you want. And I was like, I was like, is there like a like? There's a goal though, right? Like there is one thing we're working towards. And they're like, it's whatever you want. And I was like, I was like, the journey is not friendship, you assholes. <laughs> like, like there's a story, right? Like there's some kind of a story. And they were like, "It's whatever you want." <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, fine." We're gonna. I was like, "So we kind of like dicked around." And I, I think I would enjoy it more if there was sort of a more guided camp, campaign. Is that what uh-huh. they're called? Campaign. Something more like, "You are these people, and the you are trying to defeat blah blah." Right, blah.
0: right, right. Um, I think I think the people who play more ex- more often will have like downtime downtimey sessions where you're doing like in between interstitial stuff like that. Uh, I believe that most people play for like, you know, let's do this adventure and then they can, I guess based on the everybody's preference, pick new characters and start again or or keep those characters going and keep adventuring with them. But um yeah, I think you would totally like it cuz it's it's just it's really goofy and fun and and uh, there's a lot of really amusing stories I read online of like pretty much every D&D campaign starts like you're all in the tavern and a man comes up to you and starts telling you a story. Like it's sort of like the basic just of it. Like that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. And so when I did it, I ran the game – for a few friends who had also never, no one had played before, but I was like, F it, I think I could handle this. I like telling stories. So I found some stuff online, and an old uh, childhood friend who I knew was big a tabletop gave me some good pointers. Uh, Shout-out, Brendan, thank you. So we basically... The, the fun part that I... The part I found amusing based on what you're saying there is I, like, wove this little tale, and I was like, Well, I'll see you guys later. I'll be over there if you want to join me. And <laughs> they all were, like, talking in character, and Chris uh, finally goes... Uh, I feel like we can either choose to do the thing that he planned or be assholes, so let's just do the thing that he planned. Because <laughs> there's this like intrinsic agreement. It's like, the person worked hard to build something for you to play with, go play with it, versus like, we're just going to slaughter everyone in this town and eat their souls. <laughs> I would do that, though. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's happens like a lot based on what i was reading online of D and D, where people are just like yeah so we uh we just decided to murder everybody in the town just like one by one systematically okay as the dm was sitting there like i wrote like a story that has like a beginning middle and end and pieces for you to interact I, with. no okay
1: i got the theater
0: department here <laughs> it's like <laughs> to interact to act out parts uh, okay uh critical hit. You kill another dwarf. Great. Awesome. Super great. And now all the dwarves are dead. Oh, and you're Oh, let me check. Yep. And you do successfully stack their bodies up like cordwood to build a wall. Lovely. Great job, guys. Super super <laughs> cool. Super cool wall you're building with dead bodies. Awesome. Um we're rambling cuz this movie is so bad.
1: It's terrible, but I also I, I wouldn't mind this if this is like thirty minutes of this movie, and then the rest of it's like you and I talking about games, <laughs> and like, our favorite games, <laughs> and making recommendations
0: and stories. Uh, we can put like that's fine. We windy. can put that at the end, I guess.
1: So we get maybe three lines of dialogue from the police saying that a game was involved. Yeah, mazes and monsters. It's a
0: very strange setup where they're like, this movie's about Dungeons and Dragons, although they'll never say that name because legal reasons. But they start off with like a crime scene. It's like is shot in a way that makes you think it's grizzly crime scene.
1: Like a dismembered hand and like pieces of
0: hair. Yeah. Like it, at, like a CSI type situation. But instead it's just two grizzled looking dudes looking at each other. He's
1: like, my son plays that game. I was like, Oh no. I was like, Oh, maybe his son is going to be like the, the next victim. Right. And that's what this movie is going to be about. Nope. Not at all. It just Six months earlier, guys, just remember what you just saw.
0: <laughs> remember that. Hold on to it. It's like they watched another movie and someone was like, oh, no, movies have to start with like the end and then you flash backwards. And they're like, well, well no, that's not like how all movies work. Like, that's how that movie worked, Jerry. But like, we don't we don't have to do that specifically.
1: The worst is it's not even the end. <laughs> it's like the middle three quarter. It, it, it really
0: is. It's like the 60 percent mark.
1: It's kind of like. If you were watching if Jaws opened with we're gonna need a bigger boat, you're probably wondering how I got here and then like, <laughs> whew. Three months earlier, or however many however long that movie yeah, is. Yeah,
0: yeah, five days or whatever. But yes, that's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is more, more of the week line <laughs> for Jaws. No, no, no. We talked about this actually this summer when we were watching Jaws. It's a lot longer. It's like a whole summer. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh yeah, so we cut to this we have this amazing theme song that's just like the eightiesest of the eighties theme songs we've had for this movie. We're
1: friends forever, doing a friend stuff.
0: It seemed like like the alternate take of the Golden Girls theme to me. It was very similar. <laughs> it's kind of
1: like uh, the 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 Canal Street knockoff version of the Golden yes, Girls theme song. Absolutely, it's a song about friendship in a real sing song way.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll cut a piece of that in right here. So you guys can hear it. Always remember We are special friends Uh, And here we meet JJ, who's a a young, presumably rich fella. uh, 16 years old, we learn later. Uh, He's wearing a Kaiser helmet for reasons that are never explained. And he goes up to his room with his mom, who's like a famous interior decorator. And she's turned his room into the Tron grid. Because,
1: sure... Like OG Tron Grid, not, uh. What's the second Tron called? Electric Boogaloo? Tron. Legacy.
0: Again, again, Tron, creepy Jeff Bridges with dead soulless CGI eyes. <laughs> oh, I've, I meant literally. It's actually called Tron Legacy,
1: I remember. Tron. Because I have the.
0: Boy, we're going to try to franchise this. Tron, Garrett Headlands, still a thing. He's handsome, though. <laughs> uh, pretty much all he's got going for him. Well, it's okay, you say that as though he's done a lot,
1: when really he's done, like, Four Brothers and Tron Legacy. Because? He's just handsome. And not very good at the acting part. Yeah, but you were like, you were like, oh, he's still doing his stuff. And, like, I feel like you can say that about, like, Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard was just in fucking Jurassic World. What are you on about? Yeah, she, yeah she, as in she's somehow still doing a lot
0: of no, stuff. No, I was saying is like 2009, back when Garrett Hedlund was still a thing. Oh, I thought you were saying... Okay, I thought... Never mind. I was like, like as this, we've left the Garrett Headland era in the dust. I don't think there ever was one. <laughs> Although he was actually, as I make fun of him, I recall him being pretty okay in uh, Inside Lewin Davis. So we established that, that, mo- that uh, interior designer mom
1: doesn't give two shits about her kid.
0: No, because at one point, she's like, do you not like it? I can tell you don't like it. Of course he doesn't like it. His room is a white grid. His room looks like a mental hospital. Everything in the room is white. She had the bird cage repainted white. The the hand the arm that holds it up. The whole everything in the room is white and gridded. Yeah, all of his furniture is gridded. He has a gridded <laughs> bed. Yes, he does. Uh, so we this movie starts with one of those like real like you know you're in for a bad movie when you have like five like four or five. Deliberate scenes of like we're gonna one by one introduce you to all of the characters so that later we can bring them together. It's like shitty Avengers. That's what we're doing. It's here. horrible Avengers. <laughs> Where it's like this is JJ, and then later we meet who's next. Uh, I don't remember the
1: order, but we also meet Daniel, who's parents are like why would you make computer games
0: you should go to yale <laughs> well they they do a weird thing where they're like don't make games learn computers and i was like i thought he was talking about computer games like he was playing a computer in the previous scene like what is happening with the logic here okay fine whatever i get it computers are bad b be, b be well, computer
1: cootie. games in this time trip mean like norad <laughs> and like <Not> norad
0: <laughs> Yeah, the
1: NORAD plays games. No. It, I know it's not its main function isn't games. No,
0: but it plays the games. Nope. NORAD is the defense system you're talking about. The computer in the movie it's not named NORAD. It's, oh, I thought it was called. No, NORAD. NORAD is the place. What's it called?
1: Isn't the computer? Isn't the computer called David? Oh, maybe. I'm, I don't
0: remember. Very well, <laughs> NORAD is the actual like United States defense thing, so it's not oh. NORAD. It's a okay. computer at NORAD had a dumb name in War Games. See our old episode where we know the name and not this episode where we don't. <laughs> oh. I should do like a warpy um, noise burp. and then drop us saying the right name of the computer and then cut back. I
1: also confused. I, I thought the computer's name was NORAD in my head.
0: No, NORAD is the place, North America. I know. Something. Well, I
1: thought NORAD was the computer, and then I also confused NORAD with HAL. <laughs> so I kept—I was like, "Oh, it's gonna like Whopper. Gain Whopper is to HAL. Whopper is—I get that yes. now. But I was like, "Oh, NORAD is HAL." <laughs> so, I, like, I, computer games in this realm are very different.
0: You're right. It's like the text-based adventures where it's like you're in a room. The doors are to the north and west. You have a, a sword and a bag containing three gold coins what do you do
1: pick up pick a bag of fritted cheese
0: (laughs) what's that from i don't know (laughs) where's this where is this i'm so excited what do we do with cheese
1: (laughs) there is a tortilla and a frying pan (laughs) make tortilla chips
0: (laughs) do not understand all right we have to stop (laughs) making text-based adventure jokes that's too many text-based adventure jokes that's the limit the limit
1: (laughs) Is that going to be our are, out of people, context quote?
0: People are. Yes, I think it might be. People are turning this episode off as we speak. Like, oh my god, we get it. You played Zorp or whatever the fuck it was called. Um, so, the, my favorite is the button on that scene with Daniel where they're like, oh no, you won't. You'll be learning computers, and that's that. Uh, no, go ahead and eat. I made all your favorites. And then they just, like, her and the dad just resume eating as if, like, yep, this matter has been settled and I don't care. There will yep. be no more discussion on it.
1: I'm your parent, and I told you how to live your life. Enjoy. Then we're introduce- See, uh, our- two women on a pier with big hair, and one's taller than the other, and we don't know who was is- who is talking. <laughs> and it's Kate and her mother talking about how her- she's a child of di- They quickly establish she's a child of divorce and clearly refers her mother to her father. Right. And then she's like, you're cool, Mom. And then, she's like- and then all of a sudden, she- I was like, oh, we got a classic Hillary clinton-style nasty woman because she's like i have to pretend to be stupid because boys are intimidated by smarts apparently <laughs> and it's the worst yeah
0: yeah not not wrong not wrong not wrong and our last member of the gang is robbie who is played by the beloved tom hanks aka a... david s pumpkins i believe and david pumpkins <laughs> any questions uh, remember, remember i don't singular... know why that was so funny because I I actually read an interesting article by Moynihan today and he said that episode in particular was really heavy because of the time it took place and in general the world was feeling pretty heavy, like in the run up to the election, and that sketch is ridiculous. It's Tom Hanks in a pumpkin suit and everybody just goes for it and he's like, I just think it was the right dose of silliness at the right moment for people, which I think is probably right.
1: I would agree. And David S. Pumpkins is his own thing. But he's... Is he from something? (laughs) How many floors are there to David as pumpkins? 73.
0: My favorite is... There's 99 floors. They're not all going to be gold. My favorite is... And the skeletons are... And they simultaneously go, part of it. And I just... Like, (laughs) everything about that kills me. Um... So Robbie is the the last member of the group, and it's we learned that he had, like, a past with this game, which uh, we're just going to call D&D because I don't remember them fake name. I guess the and and the same, the it's movie, the it? title yep. of the movie, isn't it? the title
1: of the movie. Yeah.
0: It's been a long week, guys. It's been a long week. I'm sorry. Long ass friggin' week. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't believe I just did. I realized as the words were coming out of my mouth that like it's just the title of a movie you knit with. But like I couldn't uh-huh. I couldn't stop the train and it had already left the station and I was just like, well, just gonna have to put a caboose on it with the right answer. It's the only <laughs> <laughs> the only thing we can do. Rush one of those hand carts up here. I'll pump and catch up to the train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody get me one of those hand carts. I gotta catch up to the train and have the right answer attached at the last moment. Um so mazes and monsters is the fake Dungeons and Dragons, which is a little on the nose. I think it feels like they went to the the, the thesaurus and just took the first synonym for both yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. I so would like got this an
1: alcoholic ass mother who's they're like she, they're driving him to college. I guess it's college, mm-hmm. and the dad's like, "You reek of alcohol," and she's like, "I drink to put it up with you. <laughs> I had dreams," and I was like, "That is like." That is dream rolls, yeah. <laughs> uh, drunken trophy wife. <laughs> Sign me up.
0: And they do a, a little bit where they're um, they're discussing something that happened in the past, but not really talking about it. So you you don't really know what happened, but you know something bad happened. One of those yeah. type of situations. And uh, so he gets up to school, and they're like, "Now remember, none of that mazes and monsters for you, Robbie." <sighs> Because you, and she takes us. Can't handle it. She pulls it. out a bottle of wine. <laughs> just, it's like, like
1: she puts her finger to her lips, like "Don't tell your father." He's over my shoulder. He can't see.
0: <laughs> and he, he quickly like brings her in for a hug to hide the bottle of the wine. And Dad comes in for a yeah. group hug. And it's a close up on Robbie. Is just tears rolling down his face. Is like having to deal with mom. All this. Pokes her head out of the hug to like
1: take another swig. <laughs>
0: She reveals inside her coat that she has this like elaborate straw system that the, the wine is held. She, in know, she she's got a wine rack. <laughs> she's wearing a wine rack. Each one has a straw in it, like those beer helmets. It's like wired up through her sleeve, so she could. Oh no!
1: It. Wait, no, you don't know what I'm talking. i no a wine rack. Is oh, the boobs. Bra. Yeah, the boot, the the sports bra <laughs> with the reservoir. Yes, but the wine. I like your idea too.
0: <laughs> I was thinking, like you remember the kids in high school who would run their headphones up to their sleeve and put their head, their arm on their their hand like they oh, were yeah. resting and then they did some music i was thinking that with a tube where you could just sneakily sip wine i'm into it <laughs> i want one of those <laughs> okay i guess that seems like a lot of work to, to do something that you could just you know do a lot of other okay. ways
1: i just want like i just want like a camelback full of booze or wine that just seems like a fun thing to just do. get a
0: camelback yeah how much are they like 30 bucks that's not too bad. And you're, not supposed, to put, like you're not supposed to put anything but water in them, but like that's your prerogative. I place. know, but like I feel like it'd be a fun thing for like Pride. You could probably get a fake camel back for less than twenty bucks. Oh,
1: then I'm doing that for Pride this Just year.
0: Just make sure you don't kill yourself because that's how that happens. <laughs> Just watch
1: that headline. <laughs> it's
0: like boy with backpack full of vodka soda drinks self to death at Pride Philadelphia. <laughs> Dehydrated, <laughs> shirtless
1: man covered in glitter found with a backpack full of vodka soda. Basically, at 11.
0: Basically, he looks like a cornhusk, said the coroner. It was really <laughs> hot and he was deeply dehydrated. Uh, please don't kill yourself with a backpack full of vodka soda.
1: Um, the other thing I, I, I did, other plan of that is do what I call barback when you fill a, a backpack with. Liquor mini liquor bottles to like make different drinks, but so they're like all tied together. It's your bar back. It's on your back.
0: <laughs> I uh, I played bocce in a social league down here, and one of the teams we played against before every game they play mystery shots. They they get like twenty airplane bottles, and they oh that's fine. Like everybody, they hold. i not making anybody take it, obviously, but they just like hey, everybody wants one, can grab one. And I was like, I will happily play this game, but. Is there Jack Daniels in there? Because I just I, – that's just off the table for me. I'm, I'll drink any weird nonsense you got. I just don't want that. And I ended up with, like, pineapple habanero vodka, and it was, like, a weird thing. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. My my first
1: pride, I got to my friend's place and, like, threw my backpack down at 9 in the morning and then grabbed, like, a, a, a cosmetics bag. So they're about, like, the size of a human head, I guess, yeah. in shape. And I like dumped it out onto their bed and it was just full of, air- it was like a Mary Poppin' bag full of airplane bottles.
0: <laughs> and I
1: was like, everybody do a shot at nine in the morning.
0: Did I ever tell you about the girl at the gorge who had like a, like a uh, bullet bandolier of airplane bottles around each of her thighs. And so like, she- no, you mean like Linda in that Thanksgiving episode yes, of Bob's burgers. Yes. She had them under a skirt and, uh, she was getting off the bus ahead of me at the gorge out in Washington. And when she jumped like the air caught her skirt just a bit and it lifted up and, uh, she, you could see that these these bandoliers of, of booze around each thigh. It was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> that's got to be a DIY job. Oh oh, it was duct tape. <laughs> ah, it was duct tape. That's great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we get to school and and Robbie's eating lunch in the cafeteria and he's looking at the like poster or I'm sorry, the cork board full of you know student activities and stuff to do. And he sees the one for uh, Mazes and Monsters, and he starts looking at it. And JJ comes like beelining over from across the cafeteria. Okay.
1: So JJ, at first, I thought was wearing a full-on aviator outfit. Yeah. But then he says he has a motorbike, and I realized he's just cosplaying as Jessica Lansbur- as Angela Lansbury in Knobs and Broomsticks. <laughs>
0: I was convinced for, like, a good chunk of the movie that J.J. just, like, didn't have a head. Like, it was just, like, a brain exposed (laughs) to the air, and that's why he always had to have a hat on. Because it was, like, a very weird character choice that was never given any explanation in the movie.
1: I think he's just... I mean, okay, this is the kid who sold his red convertible for a bird and a moped.
0: Yeah, I get that he's weird. But normally normally, the hat thing and the thing you just talked about are, like... He's the Robbie character where his brother went missing and he he never recovered from that. Like it was weird that they gave all these character choices to the guy who was like fairly normal. I think he was just like a weirdo anti-social kid. Yeah, but it, I just I felt like a lot of stuff piled onto this one character. Um, so he comes running over and he's like, "Oh, you like you like mazes and monsters? You want you want to play mazes and monsters?" And Hanks is like, "Nah, I uh, I used to, but I I quit." Okay. Was this like the reefer madness of Dungeons and Dragons? Yes, yes absolutely. That's okay. why I picked it because because okay. I thought it was going to be much more fun to laugh at this. But mostly, what happened is I watched this movie and I felt really bummed out. I just felt bad for kids across the country who like found a thing that they liked and found a way to connect with people and and have a good time and and like be social and and have a positive like a net positive to their lives that. A bunch of people completely misunderstood and freaked the fuck out about. Because like there is nothing inherently devil worshipy about Dungeons and Dragons. Like, yeah, you get weird no. monsters and stuff in it, but there's no there's no devil in it. Like, I mean, maybe there is. Maybe you could write I mean, if you could make any Maybe your campaign has a devil. Yeah, you could write a devil in there, but it's not like it's not like making human sacrifices and shit. It's just a bunch no. of monsters. These kids
1: playing are just as celibate as any priest. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, I just – I was just watching this movie and I was like, man, it's such a bummer that, like, this is, like, perhaps the most – And it's not –
1: okay, even – not in, in, like that I get it, but, like, with Reefer Matt it's like, oh, it's a drug and, like, someone is doing something that could affect other people. But, like, these are kids sitting in a basement around a candle playing a game. Yeah, they're
0: drinking – there isn't – Playing a they're, they're, goddamn game. The, the candle is not even integral, so it's just a bunch of kids in a basement usually drinking Mountain Dew. Like, is the least – the, it's the most – of innoc- Doritos. Y- yeah. Doritos and Mountain Dew and acne. It was pretty much my seventh through tenth grades. Um, yep. But yeah, like I just, it just really bummed me out. It's like I think this is the most innocuous thing that there's ever been a panic over. Like more so, I think so. More so than the devil and the music. Definitely more so than drugs. Like I, this has got to be. I, I, I'd love to hear from you guys if you think something else would would top this. But to me, this is just like the most overblown of the panic things.
1: Yeah, I think I've definitely I would agree that it's sort of the looking back on like, really, that's what y'all pitched to fit about?
0: Yeah, 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 it was just so I like I was really looking forward to all the ways they're gonna be like, ooh, D&D is the devil. And instead, I was just like, oh, man, these poor kids just wanted to have fun with their friends. And they were like, no, you can't do that.
1: No, you can't have fun. There's no fun in the town of Footloose.
0: (laughs) So um, they start playing and they there's an early line of dialogue that says they play at least a couple times a week, which is like way too much fucking Dungeons and Dragons.
1: <laughs> that's way more than most people I know who game game. Yes.
0: And that's I'm assuming you're meaning broad categories of multiple things they play.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not I'm not like people who are specifically Dungeons and Dragoners. I mean like anyone who does any kind of gaming. Like that's too many times. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and uh, this like it's just clearly this is written by someone who has never played these games because like a D and D session is two to three to four to six to eight like there's not short <laughs> a D and D session yeah, is at least two it's hours. It's normally like once or twice
1: a month. Yeah, feels more accurate. I know people who
0: play weekly, but they have like a standing night that they play it, and they play it for a set amount of time so that they can schedule it into their lives and not have it to be like it's not like every friday night and then we play until dawn it's like you know they play wednesday for two hours or something or they wednesday 8 to 10 or whatever the case may be um mm-hmm. so yeah it just it boggles my mind that they're like oh yeah it's uh <laughs> it's it's three times a week indefinite play sessions and uh <laughs> if you miss any you're out of the group Yep. Yeah. suck it bitch <clears throat> so they have like a shitload of candles in the first game scene like
1: like, it's like a they're taking a bath. <laughs> that many candles.
0: They're they're taking a bath in the tub that Ed Bagley Jr. stole from, <laughs> from Meryl, Streep. Meryl Streep in She Devil, <laughs> like the swimming pool tub <laughs> that his kids walked in on him on, like CR She Devil episode. But sh- they are like <laughs> there are so many candles in this room. Like I've seen churches in foreign countries like i've seen catholic churches in I, we Italy. went to
1: the vatican
0: <laughs> yeah so was... we've seen vaticans with less <laughs> candles there are i i'm gonna say this unequivocally there are fewer candles in the vatican than there are in this college dorm room i don't know how you could possibly breathe in there it would be so hot and all of the candles would take the oxygen
1: yeah also these dorm rooms are really nice looking yeah no it's definitely like do... a,
0: a private school
1: and how does that nerdy kid fit so many people in his room?
0: Uh, you know, I wonder if he's got the, like, rich nerdy kid double room status. It looks like he's got, like, a loft.
1: Like, I feel like there's a spiral staircase in there we didn't
0: see. <laughs> and then later in the party scene, the room is revealed to be enormous also. Yeah. But so, I'm, I, I will say, I was very bothered that we had a and d session with all these candles and not one can of Mountain Dew in the whole room. It's like, again, I know I made this joke already, but Mountain Dew and D&D are basically sewn together i think
1: even like surge i'd take <laughs> i it think surge? This, i think it this spawn? predates surge maybe yeah, yeah i
0: think it does in any case um we get a quick montage where it's like library running D D. um it's it's
1: what it's robbie and kate it's tom hanks and lady falling in love yes what's her name set to kate kate okay set to the same song we heard before
0: <laughs> yep because you got to get that 48 dollars worth um, so it's a montage of them, like, falling for each other, which you know is... And gonna, it's a
1: very... It's weird, because, like, it's... It feels like this should be the, like, uh, go ahead and sing the song, your favorite romance song from a TV show, <laughs> oh, from, yeah, like, okay. trailers.
0: Yeah, sure, I have that, uh... <laughs> oh, you want this? Uh, is this what you want? Look around the world, pretty... <laughs> do yeah, you want Delamitri? Is that what you want? Yeah, like, if you... If you
1: put that montage with that music, it makes so much more sense than, uh, like... Because literally, the... the The tune and the cadence is like.
0: Wait. Okay. Go. We are becoming
1: friends. Don't worry, I have got your back. Cause friendship is magic. Like that's what the song sounds like, and it's like they're like kicking through leaves and like sharing cocoa, and it's very
0: weird. (laughs) I'm gonna make that so you guys can watch it. We'll we'll put it up uh, when we post this episode. But you have to do the original, like before. (laughs) Yes. Um, yeah, and then we
1: find out that Tom Hanks brother ran away with his money.
0: Yeah, and so we start like digging into this brother thing, and it's like a it's a lot to deal with. Like, I thought it was going to be your standard movie thing where it's like one you know terrible thing happened, but this is like a layer upon layer of like. The brother ran away, and Hanks knew that he was leaving and couldn't tell anyone. And then the brother never came back, and everyone lost him. Like, it was like a lot of stuff for this movie it's about so Dungeons and Dragons. Weird.
1: And then he has a dream, and he's yelling. And as soon as he yells, he sounds like Woody.
0: <laughs> he really does. It's like uh, it's instantaneous. <laughs> Buzz! Uh, that was a bad Tom Hanks.
1: You are a toy! <laughs>
0: I also like that's what it sounds like. I also really love the moment where it's um, Robbie and Daniel like painting figures together, and they're talking about how he Robbie and Kate have not getting close, and then he thinks like like that might cause a problem that like the two of them are dating or whatever, and and they're like man no big deal, um, and then JJ it, it cuts from like I think JJ is going to be jealous, and Tom Hanks being like nah like smash cut to. Uh, a, a ro- you know what it should have been it should have been a roll wipe where they like had a dice ah. the screen. but roll wipe to jj having a conversation with his bird about how he wants to kill himself uh-huh <laughs> like this is a uh-huh. weird
1: movie guys this is and a- then he goes to kate's dorm and like knocks on the door and tom hanks answers and he's like oh where's kate and he's like oh she's in the shower why don't you come in and hang out for a minute until she comes out friend we're all friends come inside and hang out right. and he's like no that's okay i'll leave and tom hanks is like are you sure She'll be like two more minutes just come inside and he's like no bye <laughs> and he's and then he's like oh are we still on for the game tomorrow and he's like oh we can't tomorrow we have a date how about the next day same time Like it's fine with everybody else and the kid's like fine and i was like these all seem like very reasonable requests
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh the other thing i found interesting as like someone who's played D one time is I thought that JJ was going to be the... Uh, dungeon Master. Yeah. And it sort of seems He's both, like, it looks like. What's that? It seems like he's both. Yeah, that's what I was saying. to so- It seems like all of them do some Dungeon Mastering, and that even the Dungeon Master also plays. It was like a weird... Uh, I couldn't quite get a handle on what the like the mechanic of this particular game was, because it was such an odd way to do that to me. Yeah, no. Uh,
1: so he... But, but yeah, he's like real dejected by this very simple thing that happened
0: yeah like he, he had he had one thing in his life it was D and then they took it away from him oh, i'm
1: sorry like, are you, is your schedule too busy do you need google calendars plural <laughs> to keep your life together Procef? yeah i want to hear shit get on my level
0: <laughs> talk to your minor bird so his response is to take said minor bird and go like exploring in this deep- kill himself yeah yeah he's gonna kill himself in a cave i'm
1: going to go kill myself in the cave yeah
0: yeah and i was like what
1: (laughs) so so they go my friends rescheduled on me time to kill myself
0: (laughs) we look again we (laughs) i just want to preface we don't want to make light of other people's mental problems if you need help call a number and get it but like in this movie (laughs) that is bad like that is the worst reason for anyone in a movie to kill themselves ever
1: But it's because we don't know that there's anything mentally wrong with like there's been no establishment of like he's super depressed. There's been like he's kind of a loner and different and weird, but he throws parties that everyone comes to and seems to have fun and talk to him.
0: It almost made me think that some of these character traits were supposed to be for the Tom Hanks character. And then they like oh. cast Tom Hanks, and they're like, "This M. Effort is way too charming to get all this baggage." Like this is yeah. this is three times, and they're like, "We'll just put some baggage on this guy's plate and let him deal with it." Because like, because like, that was funny. It. No, it's just we just said the same exact yeah. transition phrase. You take it. It's fine.
1: Because like, he, like I said, this kid throws huge parties, and everyone comes and talks to him. So like, if it was if they like showed the parties, and people were like, "I don't know whose house this is, but this is fun." Like. I don't, like, who like whose party is this? I don't know. I think his name is Michael. No, it's Steven, whatever. And, like, dancing around, like, no one gives it. Like, that's no one gives a shit about me. Right, right. But, like, there has been no sign of, like, no one gives a shit about you. No, no, it's
0: it's very, very... I mean, again, we're talking about a made-for-TV movie about the D&D satanic panic. But, like, again, like, it's a weird choice. It's just a poor, poor writing choice. Um, so they go to, like... Find him he has a torch. Yeah, yeah.
1: He brings like i I don't and I don't mean like a British slang for a flashlight. It is a literal torch. Yeah, it's like Did you not know catch that? No, I got it.
0: Oh. <laughs> Where did it come from? He, he made it out of the, the discarded scraps of the Jurassic Welcome to Jurassic Park banner.
1: Oh good lord.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, no, he does have an actual out and out torch, like cloth wrapped around a stick type deal. Uh, and the friends go like, all right, we got to go find him because he left a suicide note about killing himself in the cave. So he, it's like an ornate
1: stone torch with like a, a candle wick, like in the middle, like the turn up oil lamps from the colonial days. And he lights it. He's looking around like, this is super cool. And he gets the idea to do a live act, like to LARP essentially. Oh yeah, that's what they're doing. Um, Except they don't actually battle. No. They like do, they still do the role function and mechanics. Yes. So he's like, I have an idea. We're going to play D DN- we're going to play monsters and ma- whatever mazes and monsters Yeah, in the caves in person. I grabbed some costumes from the theater department and I made up a map and everything.
0: Let's go. And they're all like, okay. Yeah, sure. We're going to put on costumes and traipse through a dangerous cave that we've been told repeatedly by everyone near this institution not to enter. Seems like a great plan. What could possibly go wrong? Instantly Mina
1: bird kid disappears. Yes, and they're all calling out for him. And I swear these are like Cobra Commander caves. What do you mean? Because he is like somewhere getting a bird's eye view of everything.
0: Oh yeah, and yeah, able yeah.
1: to talk to them. Yes, he does. They're like where are like. He booby-trapped the cave with, like, fake skeletons and is able to, like, f- track everyone's movements and, like, comment to them. Like, what? where is he and
0: how? There's also, like, a thousand candles in the cave, which, again, like, what is—who th- is paying for all of these candles? And where are they storing them? Is this Jim Yankee of Yankee Candle? Like, is yeah. that secretly <laughs> who this is? is? That's why it's got so much money. It's Daniel Candle and J.J. Yankee. <laughs> and together their forces combine. <laughs> <laughs> um then tom hanks goes like off by himself and he thinks he gets attacked by a dragon except it's got a name like a gorval a gorgon
1: no it's not a real name because a gorgon is a real thing i mean like it's already a thing um a gorval oh i was right it's a (laughs) gorval is that what i said the first time you
0: did yeah Uh, cool i was right (laughs) so but like it's a very bad costume and so I was like, oh. Looks great in the shadows. Yeah. but I was, Looks real good in shadows. But I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, did he get other people to play the monsters? Like, that seems like a fun thing to do. And it's like everyone rests into the room at Tom Hanks screaming. And it, it's like a, a quick cut. And you're looking the or a quick whip. And you're looking the other way. And it's like, oh, nope. He's screaming at he's the air. He's just losing it. Yep. Because he's losing he's his He's just shit. losing yeah. it. Yeah. So he starts having, like, real weird dreams where his brother is talking to him. And he's fighting we monsters. not it's his brother, do
1: we? He talks to it like it's his brother. Oh, I didn't hear. I don't remember that. I remember him talking to it.
0: He's it's later to revealed to be his brother. Does it not maybe, maybe yes. oh, Okay. I don't oh, think so. Oh, you know, yet. okay, so I'm yeah, I okay. I could have been putting switching that out there. But in any case, we later learn it's his brother. Spoilers. Uh, and he's like having weird conversations with this shadowy he's like, figure. my name is Great Hall.
1: <laughs> you must like, come a place. to the Great Hall. That is a place, not a per- not a person. Um so he loses it and is like i have to be celibate like my cleric character
0: yep we're breaking up and she's like what and he's like i'll still love you but we can't be intimate and she's like i don't want that deal at all that sounds horrible <laughs> that is the worst deal like what no and so she's like i okay, actually this the is exact stupid. quote is i wrote it down i love you and always will but i can't touch you I'd be like, well, well, we need an explanation. right, right. <laughs> We're gonna have to have a bit more of that. Uh, can you can you put this in writing so that I can take it to the counselor at school and be like, "Hi, my boyfriend just broke up with me because he thinks he's a cleric from Pathways and Pathogens or whatever the fuck we're playing."
1: <laughs> Pathways and pathogens,
0: <laughs> and it's a problem. We
1: got the problem.
0: <laughs> so they break up, and he's he's still. He, oh, that you're right. You were right about the brother, by the way. I see my note there. Um, so Barbara immediately starts, like, hanging out with Daniel a whole bunch. Kate. Huh? You called her Barbara. I did. Is that not her name? All my notes say Kate. Barbara. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Kate is her name. So, I wrote Barbara on all of them. I'm, like, 99%. Yeah.
1: Is the actress name Barbara? No, her name is Wendy Crewson. Okay. So, I wrote down Barbara. I don't know why.
0: Uh, anyway. Which is
1: one of my, uh, Barbara is my favorite, like, per, not a person in the room name to say. Like, okay oh barbara we're talking to you
0: so daniel and kate get together like very quickly and that's the point where i was like oh now i see why jj would be having a breakdown because like he thought this girl was cute and he's into her and literally you found out you're the final you're the last choice
1: (laughs) oh yeah you're still
0: standing on the wall while everyone else is playing dodgeball
1: a he's 16 that's true and a sophomore so she's 1920 that's true Wait no, wait—they're all drinking. Are they twenty over twenty-one, and he is sixteen? No, I think he's weird. eighteen. No, they say he's sixteen in a sophomore.
0: I think I'm sorry, I think they're eighteen. Okay, or nineteen? Like they're um, a regular sophomore age.
1: Okay, so they're like yeah. yeah. Um, and like also, she could have either had young Tom Hanks, human-sized Ken doll. I'm not suggesting that she. Or pick. I sold my red convertible for a minor bird.
0: I'm not su- one of those three bachelors does not make it to the end. I'm not suggesting she made the wrong choices. I'm just saying, if that happened in that order, I would get why JJ would be a little upset. This is true. Fair enough. Uh, so there's a Halloween party, and it's another one of these big shindigs. Where, like, it's full of people, bumping music, having a good old time.
1: The supposed kid with no friends is once again the center of attention, and everyone's like, hey!
0: Thank you so much for stop playing Labyrinths and Luchadors long enough to hang out with us. <laughs> <laughs> i was pretty proud of that one i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i liked that i one was pretty lot. proud of that one um not gonna lie <laughs> Like, thank you so much for being like a normal college student for like eight minutes so we could party together thank you you're you're a pretty good dude man like why don't you do less you know the weird stuff Stop wearing a Kaiser yeah. helmet to class and driving a moped and talking to a bird. Like, pick one, man. Like, there's you don't so need many three. things. <laughs> you don't need all three of those. That's a lot. Pick one. <laughs> minor bird guy we can hang out with. Maybe minor bird and moped guy we hang out with. But once you throw that Kaiser helmet in there, we just can't. There's a limit. No, no, we're done. We're done. So they start looking around the party and they realize Robbie's gone missing. So they're like, start searching for him. Uh, they can't find him and. Like some some time passes, right? Like they don't call his parents the night of the party. It's the next day. You no, know, it's the it's the next day. Yeah, he walked out of the party and like
1: kept walking, and then um, they like go around. They're like, where do you think he
0: is? And I think they call his mom first, or they go to the cave. They, they call the mom first, and the mom's like, "What? Where's Robbie? What's happening?" And they're like, "Nothing. Never mind." Click. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Hi, is Robbie there?" She's like, "Oh, he's at school. Who is this?" We're like, "Oh, I'm in his classes, and we didn't see him today, so I just wasn't sure if he was home." And she's like, "Has he skipped a lot of classes?" No, nah, but wrong number. Please disconnect. <laughs> what? Ooh. Who are you
0: asking for, ma'am? What you called me? <laughs> please leave a message Beep. <laughs> so they're like oh he's definitely in the cave we should go we should go to the caves and check this out so they go there and there's a bunch of evidence of them having like farted around playing uh webs and wiccans in this cave and they're like oh well he's clearly missing and we need to get a search party but also, we need to hide any evidence that we did anything in this cave. or like, no, guys. Yeah.
1: No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> so they, like, quickly hide all this evidence before going to the cops. And I have to say, I was legitimately shocked when I saw who was playing the lead detective in this movie.
1: Yeah, who is he? He's so familiar. Dude, it's Mayor Vaughn.
0: You're not closing these beaches on the 4th of July. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It was driving me nuts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the mayor Vaughn from Jaws is—it's a long way down from classic pieces of cinema. It is a slippery slope. <laughs> That's what happens when you play a prick. They just everyone just no assumes one wants to work you're with really,
1: you again. huh? No one wants to work with you again.
0: <laughs> no, I just everybody assumed he really was the mayor, and they're like, "Oh, you let you let that shark eat all those people." So <laughs> we don't want you in our movie. So uh, he gets like a, a roundup search party of cops together. And they start searching the cave. And there's a great line. I don't remember who who he delivers it to, but they they think that his body's been lost in the cave. And he says, we have no idea where he is, but if he's in the caverns, he's dead. Yep, <laughs> super dead. It's like, it's been one day. What's in these caverns? Is there actually a <laughs> Gorville? Like, what is this yeah. town hiding? What is happening? <laughs> this is the Hellmouth. Yeah, it
1: clearly this is. This is the Buffy is. prequel. <laughs> this, is where, this is actually Sunnydale. Oh, there it is. So the kids are like, guys, they're going to know we've been playing Portcullises and Poltergeist down there. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> and the kid's like, we could leave them a map. And they're like, we don't have a map anymore. We got rid of everything. And he's like, well, I saved one. <laughs> <laughs> And so their plan isn't to, like, leave it there and then call the cops. No. They wait till all the cops show up and then so they can sneak a brown manila envelope over there and, like, slide it across the hood of the car.
0: <laughs> it is not a super great plan, admittedly. So, and then the, the other thing I want to talk... Like, the other thing that struck me at this moment is... So at this point in the movie, like, we know about Tom Hanks' brother. Mm-hmm. We know Tom Hanks is missing. Like, the poor parents of tom hanks in this movie like i know they're not in great shape but we learned that the reason they're probably not in great shape is because their first son went missing now their uh-huh. second one has two like the scenes they don't show in this movie is the one where those two people drink themselves to, to a to a to a <laughs> Well, his theory.
1: mom's halfway there yeah
0: I, like they just drink themselves into oblivion because like what else are you gonna do but it what? turns out tom hanks is actually in Times square yeah. The sleazy I was Times like, Square.
1: Where the, I was like, where the hell is their school? <laughs>
0: I, I assumed it was, like, New England-y, but I guess that could be, like, Connecticut, which is not terribly far from New York. I mean, it's a long-ass no. walk, but it's not, like, an impossible walk.
1: No. Uh, and then it turns into, like, the weirdest version of American Psycho ever. Yep. Where it's, he's, like, running around, like, people are turning into monsters. He stabs a guy. <laughs> he...
0: he he first tries to cast a spell on a guy and when that doesn't work he just straight up stabs him
1: stabs him and
0: it's horrifying to look at yeah no he it's like he stabs a guy and then he runs to a phone booth clutching a bloody knife where he uh he calls his friends like freaking out like i don't know what's happening like i killed a monster but now i'm in new york or something like what's happening to me <laughs> i got very side am here uh yeah
1: yeah <laughs> And they're like, where, and Kate's like, where are you? And he tells her like, okay, we're going to come get you. Go to his apartment that's like six blocks away. We'll meet you there.
0: And he's like, but I have to play Subways and Salamanders.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so she's like, okay. And fucker
0: brings the minor bird (laughs) to rescue his friend. In the backseat of the car. I would throw that bird out the effing window. Like i so- talks. yeah, it talks. It it's talks been a lot. The talking bird. He he is like having conversations with the bird in the back seat. I'm sorry, one of you can stay. Pick, <laughs> and, and it might be the bird. <laughs> it might be. It might be. So he's talking to a homeless man in the in the subway tunnels. Tom Hanks is, and he's like babbling incoherently about seeing a monster and, and, and a dragon and being afraid of it. And the guy in the subway is just kind of like, um, I think you're looking for something not down here, buddy. And like th- <laughs> the homeless guy who's clearly like half drunk in the seat is the voice of reason, which is just, un- he's like, I don't know if you
1: don't, know you're not talking sense, buddy. <laughs> this is between you and me. I've had two prices of this whiskey and, all I can say is you are still not making any sense. That was a little cowardly, lion. I, I,
0: I thought it morphed into Will Ferrell's Harry Carey as well. Oh, <laughs> well we was made yeah. of spare Would you? In? I would. Um, so Tom Hanks st- like realizes he needs to go to the Twin Towers, um, which is I guess which is a, a,
1: a still, weird thing. Still,
0: still a weird. It will always be a weird thing because uh, the climax of this movie takes place on top of them um Mm -hmm.
1: the kids like and then that's when they the kids realize like he's still playing wishing wells and wizards
0: (laughs) so they go and we have to find where he is yeah and they're they're, so they're like frantically searching like a real map of new york city versus the like fake map that they had and uh i have to say it looks like the weirdest version of jungles and juggalos that anybody's ever attempted but you know (laughs) you do you people um so they like start sprinting over there, and there's like a race against the clock moment where like he's on the roof getting ready to kill himself, and they're like frantically running up the stairs and like you know trying to get to the top of this building before he does um and they finally get up pretty kid
1: is like, "Stop, I am the game master for this game of hallways and hags." You don't have the points to do that.
0: <laughs> you're unable to enter the Great Hall.
1: No, the Great Hall's a person.
0: You're. Not, well, yeah, you're yeah right. he's going to the two towers. That's right. That's right. That's he's right. going to
1: the two towers yep. to meet the Great Hall. That's correct. Because that doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. He has to jump to get there. That's right. That's right. Um, so we cut to three months later. And, and she 's like,
1: "I wish he was coming back to school, and I was like, "In no circumstances should he be coming back to school right now
0: <laughs> yeah it's not it's not a super great super great time for him um but so i'm assuming you watch the version that 's on YouTube Yes, okay, so in the version that we both watched, they come up and talk to him, and he 's just like fully in character, like he can 't get out he's he 's all the way in, and he just thinks he is whatever that guy 's name was um Pardieu." Pardieu, that's right, it was vaguely French. Um, but there's He's a. It's like, friends, friends, there's one
1: we. Ca- I, I'm still here in the world of, of dwarf frames and dwarfs. Play with me. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and it's the saddest, like, they all look at each other and they're like, all right, what's the adventure? And I'm like, this does not feel like the healthiest thing for him right
0: nope, now. Nope, nope. Uh, but there's another version of this where. What? Instead of just like him talking, like, oh, we have to play Puzzles and Philistines, they instead he is talking normally when they come up to him and he's totally okay. And his mom is there and she's talking because there's a scene that we see in the version we see where the mom is like, oh, I'll go get you guys some drinks. The original airing version of this, and apparently the version released on uh, VHS. He talks normally when the mom is there, and then as soon as she leaves, he's like, "Finally, I can drop this act and be Depardieu, the man I really am." And like, that's such a more soul-crushing ending that I would have found so much more satisfying, even in this stupid movie. It would have been. So much, it would have been. A, a- a mild
1: saving grace for this shit show
0: yeah like that's way more interesting as a way to end your movie that like not only is he messed up he knows how to hide it now like i just i love mm-hmm. that idea i thought that was really great i saw that on the old uh imdb um that's good to know yeah but yeah so the end of the movie is like them hopelessly looking at each other and being like well i guess we're gonna march into the woods with our very sick friend And that's, that's the end of it.
1: Play vestibules and vipers one last time.
0: (laughs) And she cuts in with a voiceovers
1: and she kind of like dejectedly in her voiceovers. Like, and that's the last time we played stairways and serpents.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's a real down ending for this, like very silly TV movie from the early eighties. It's just a bad movie. Yeah. I think it's a, I mean, it's it's an absolute mess.
1: Yeah. It's, it's garbage.
0: (laughs) Um, like, Hanks is actually pretty good in it, and, like, you can see it's I, – I always enjoy watching early career performances from people because that's just – I uh, oh, yeah. I find that very fun. And I think it's, like, really dope that even in his first role, you can see flashes of, of the, like, really talented actor that's in there, like, working its way out. Um, that was really cool. Uh, I just – like I said earlier in the show, I was just bummed that we didn't get the opportunity to have a little fun with this because I was expecting it to be – like really hokey satanic panic stuff that would be like teehee but mostly it was just like straightforwardly played as if it really was worthy of being afraid of yeah it's
1: weird and creepy
0: yeah yeah like i said just it's kind of a bummer uh i'm gonna go out on a limb and say you're probably not recommending this one no <laughs> uh it's free on youtube if you really feel so inclined but i i can't imagine watch a- it at like double speed <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine who to recommend this to. Like, even Unless you're a Tom Hanks completist, like, this is the last Tom Hanks movie you need to watch of his. <laughs> do those exist? <laughs> I mean, maybe, right? Like That's a every, one. A, 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 somebody talked about this a long time ago to me, and I, I've I've remembered it since. Everything that you watch or hear or consume is somebody's favorite version of that thing. What do you mean? So, like... There exists a person whose favorite cheeseburger on earth is the one you get at McDonald's, right? Or, like,
1: it's their favorite whose
0: favorite movie. song of all time is Britney Spears' "Is Toxic, and, the, like, that will never change. Like, that is always number one with the bullet for them. And so, like, I guarantee you that somewhere out there there's a person who, like, deeply loves Mazes uh. and Monsters. Or, yeah, yeah. And so, like, if in that world, there has, there has to be a Tom Hanks completist who's just like, I've seen Turner and Hooch and the man with one red shoe, and now it's time for Mazes and Monsters. Stay tuned and stay tuned, by the way. Well, next Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving's beyond. Do you have anything else you want to add about the movie? I am out of stuff to say about this particular film. I, I'm, it's, it's awful. I'm out. <laughs> Did you come up with a, uh, with a theme song? I didn't
1: because the Golden Girls knockoff theme song is too good.
0: Okay. All right. I'll, I'll accept that. The next thing that we're going to be watching is, or discussing rather, well, both of those things are true. It's not really a Christmas movie, but there's a vague Christmas connection for us. We're going to be watching Mannequin, which is the movie where Kim Cattrall plays a mannequin who comes to life. Um, it was filmed at a department store in Philadelphia the, in the Wanamaker building. It used to be the department store called Wanamaker's. Now it's a Macy's. Uh, but we go there for a uh, family tradition every year on Black Friday. They have a very cool old school light show and uh charles dickens thing they do that we enjoy so that's kind of a pseudo christmas episode for us but for most people it'll just be an excuse to hear jokes about kim control following that we'll have our christmas movie which we're still working on figuring out i'm gonna make a recommendation for another podcast which i don't normally do but if you do like DD, i very much enjoy the adventure zone it's a really light-hearted Dungeons and dragons podcast that's mostly about comedy and nonsense and uh, also some really great storytelling so if you're Curious to hear what Dungeons & Dragons sounds like, I would uh, I'd give them a shot. They're not a traditional D&D game, but it's a pretty entertaining listen. One of my favorite podcasts, actually. If you want more from us, please check us out at DissectingThe80s.com. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DissectingThe80s. Twitter is at Dissectomania, and we're at DissectingThe80s on Instagram. Uh, Twitter's the easiest way to get hold of us. As I said last time you heard from us, guys, it would mean... So very much to us. If you would take the time to review the show on iTunes, I know you're busy I know you got a lot of stuff going on in your life. I know you got to do that Christmas shopping. Now you're starting to panic because you got to do that budget and and whatever, but we would love love... you
1: for Christmas, by the way,
0: (laughs) thank you for interrupting my speech. I know. I'm just saying we're asking you for something to give us for Christmas. And that is your rating and review on iTunes. And if you do that, we'll read it on the air. Please don't forget to check out dissectthe 80scom slash donate to find out more about that offer we told you about up top. Um, we're giving away our live shows. They're really funny and we're excited for you to hear them and we thought we might be able to spread a little good with them. So please take uh, the opportunity to do that if you can. And if you can't donate money, if you volunteer and can show us that, we'll give them to you too. So just try to, try to spread a little good here, guys. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, so we will see you guys in two weeks for Mannequin. As always, I am Trip Lano. I am Andrew Lano. This has been Dissecting the 80s. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Uh, (laughs) The things we're going to cut out in ending. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I get more and more Nixon <laughs> every so time. It's so nixon It would have been certainly a reason to stop doing live reads after the first good one, but yeah. can't do that. That would not be fun. Whatever may happen, where road good time